How do you feel about cell phones in shul? Should they be totally banned or allowed only for emergency personnel? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 25 of Tractate Nazir, and we learn the importance of giving our undivided attention to God when we are in conversation with Him. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. Lately, more and more shuls have been instituting cell phone bans. We're not talking about Shabbos and Yom Tov, that goes without saying. No, during the week. After all, you've come to talk to God, not sit there on Twitter. Every text and tweet that buzzes in your pocket is a distraction from your conversation with the one above. One shul I know of has a rule that if your phone rings during services, you receive an automatic 24-hour suspension. A friend of mine's family are members there. He decided not to schedule his ufraf at the shul for fear of having his cell go off on Friday morning and being unable to attend his own simple the next day. Should shuls ban cell phone use during services? Today's stuff discusses ancillary sacrifices. If a consecrated animal gave birth, the offspring too is holy and must be offered up in Jerusalem. Similarly, if one designated an offering and then changed his mind and switched it for another animal, both are holy and must be brought to Jerusalem. In each case, what is the status of the ancillary animal? Must it be sacrificed on the altar of the holy temple? Let's look at the Gemara. The yeshiva of Rabbi Ishmael taught, the Torah states, only your sacred things that you have and your vows. The verse is speaking of the offspring of consecrated offerings and their substitutes. What is their remedy? You shall raise them and go to the place that Hashem shall choose. One might have thought that this means that he must bring them up to the holy temple and not sacrifice them, but withholds water and food from them so that they should die. Therefore the verse states, And you shall sacrifice your burnt offerings, the flesh and the blood, to say to you, In the manner that you treat a burnt offering, you must treat its substitute. In the manner that you treat a peace offering, you must treat their offspring. Let's analyze the Gemara. The yeshiva of Rabbi Ishmael suggests that one might assume one should bring certain animals up to the holy temple in Jerusalem and then withhold food and drink from them. What would be the point of bringing the offerings only to have them sit idle and not be utilized in the sacrificial service? Many people come to shul and do just that. They'll drag themselves out of bed, they'll get themselves and their kids ready for shul, and after making all the effort to get there, They spend the entire time chatting to their neighbor. Of course, there's a place for socializing in shul. It's not called a base tefillah, a house of prayer. It's called a base haknesses, a place of gathering, which includes so much more than prayer alone. But prayer must be the primary component. If it's only about socializing, you could do that at Starbucks. And by the way, the coffee is much better there than the instant stuff most shul serve. Socializing in shul is important. But the main reason you're there is to talk to God. Sometimes you're not chatting with the person seated next to you. It's a weekday and you're taking care of important business matters via text. But what could be more important than beseeching the Almighty for his blessing for your livelihood? Would you interrupt an important business meeting to talk to God? So why do we interrupt our conversations with God to to respond to a client? Personally, I'm not in favor of complete cell phone bans and shul. Technology has been very helpful in making our lives more convenient and peaceful. Doctors on call who otherwise would have had to stay at the hospital can now go to Minion and watch for any urgent situations that might call them back. 
emergency personnel can now daven, knowing that they're only a beep away. As a father, I might shoot my wife a text and let her know the minion is gathered on time and I can take the kids to school, or that I won't make it back in time because the minion's taking a little longer than usual. But otherwise, unless one is dealing with an exigent matter, one should try to avoid checking the phone during services. Every individual should be the judge of his own urgencies and determine whether he really needs to keep his phone on or not. And when we say on, it needn't be mentioned that we're talking about vibrate mode, not the happy birthday ringtone that inevitably goes off in the middle of the silent Shmona Esrei. You made the effort to come to shul. Now it's time to give the Almighty your undivided attention. May you stay forever focused and resist the urge to get distracted by man or machine wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.